God, I haven't done this for a while. Right. No, you're out of practice. Come on, crack on. All right, all right, all right. Pressure's on. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Code It Moments podcast. I'm Andy Brown. I'm back. Can't believe it. I'm I'm actually here because I'm locked in my house and I've got nowhere to go, and yet still a lot of work I need to be doing. I can't I can't believe it. Um, I hope everybody is well. Uh, joining me today is the inimitable uh, Cornwall. Hello, uh, and Dr. Matthew Holt. Hello. Uh, how are you, boys? Uh, alive and well, thanks. <laughs> you. <laughs> and given, given the current climate, that to put that in the in the positive yeah. column, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah I Much like everybody else out there, just fed up of seeing the same four walls at the moment. You know, two weeks in, it'd uh, be nice to have a change of scenery. Uh, like many people, we're homeschooling my five-year-old daughter at the moment, and uh, I was in a meeting today. It just finished, and uh, she was given strict instructions not to disturb Daddy. Uh, so she comes trotting up the stairs, <laughs> opens the door, walked in, said, "I'm not disturbing you. I've just come to give you a cuddle." <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless her. Oh, that's nice. That'll do. Yeah, I don't mind that. So, uh, but yeah, I hope everybody's well. I hope uh, you, I hope you're finding this uh, this lockdown isn't too harrowing. Uh, I can imagine it's it's not you know everybody's cup of tea. Hopefully, more time for gaming. Not that I found that to be the case yet. Uh, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll come on to that later. We'll talk about that later on. But uh, we, that's, we're lo- that's a story for another podcast. That's a story for another podcast. Yeah, oh God. Uh, the, uh, we're lucky today. We're, uh, we're actually being joined by Andrew Aitchison from uh, Iconic uh, Gaming. It's Iconic Studios. It's, Iconic yeah. Studios. You, you, you know, I got it right in the, in the preamble and I completely uh, messed it up when we actually went on record. So Andrew is here today to talk to us about the new board game that Iconic Studios have released on Kickstarter. Uh, which I saw this and I immediately thought it was something I should bring to the attention of Matt and Ali because Ali is <laughs> a fan of uh, tabletop gaming and I know you recently told me you purchased a, a Jaws licensed game. Yep. Uh, and Matt is a big fan of the film They Live. So without yes. stealing too much thunder, <laughs> Andrew, tell us a little bit about your, your new project. Well, it's funny. That's an interesting segue because it's it's both they live and the board game. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. It's like you planned it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How fortuitous just, that just, all fell together. I know. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, um, our, our board game is called They Live: Assault on Cable Fifty Four, and it's a narrative co-op adventure with hidden enemies. Um, That's the buzzword starting line kind of spiel. Um, The cool thing about it is we've made the glasses work. So essentially you put the glasses on your face and look at the cards and the aliens appear and the, you know, hidden messages and all the obey and consume, marry, reproduce, all that stuff's there. Um, And it's, yeah, Um, I have to admit, it's been a labor of love over a long period of time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just great to be able to not only do it and produce it and, you know, sort of have something that's in very much in the style of the film, but show people on Kickstarter and, and people embrace it. It's been absolutely fantastic so far. So what, what led you to this then? So what were you doing before? Uh, well, what I was doing before, um, I've worked in education for a long period of time. I mean, I've, I dabbled in YouTube. Some, you know, quite a lot of people um, 
so I've got about 9,000 subscribers on YouTube and review toys and stuff like that. So that's, um, uh, that's keyboard that, warriors. That's correct. Completely do that separately. And, um, and, but apart from that, I've been working in education and I've over a long period of time, I've de- designed sort of educational courses and games and things like that to keep classes entertained. And, and so they learn stuff, you know, if you've done any of your construction training or anything like that, you might have used some stuff I've worked on. <laughs> so it's, it's that sort of stuff that, okay. that I used to do previously. However, th- this came about um, from a random conversation in a caravan or should we say mobile home? Um, for, for anybody else listening, me and my friend, we uh, and our partners and everything, we went out, we were like, we're going to go and have a brief weekend away at a beach and, you know, whatever. And then in the evening, two o'clock in the morning, I think we played some card game and me and the co-creator, Matt, um, over a pint, had a conversation about they live and how much we loved it. And before I knew it, the next day we woke up and we'd written on the, the back of this paper mat thing and drawn the entire board for the game and wrote like about three pages of rules um, at like two o'clock in the morning. And that's where it came from. As <laughs> humble as it can be, you know, it, I think I've got that piece of paper somewhere, you know, that I'm going to keep as a, as a reminder of where it all started. I, I dread to think what Matt and I would have written down if we'd actually had paper any time when, when we'd been in that situation, but I certainly don't think we'd have got funded on Kickstarter in 15 hours. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. Go for it. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, it, it's honestly that it's, I can't tell you how humbling it's been for the people to latch on and see what we're doing and go, wow, we're, we're sort of behind this and believe in it. it it's been really positive for us. Uh, so for, for something that's got come from a real passion for the film they live, uh, it must've been a challenge to actually get the licensing and to secure everything so that you could really push it forward. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. There's, this is going to sound really ego- egotistical, so I apologise in advance. <laughs> <laughs> the the the, li- the licensing thing wasn't as hard as we thought it was going to be, um, because the studio have been awesome. Um, the we designed the game when we when we designed the game, we were originally going to go for this. You know, like these alike games. You know, when there's a, there's a board game, and it's not really that, but it's obviously what it's meant to be. <laughs> You know, if you, if, you yeah, had a, yeah. if you had a shark game called Shark, but it was actually Jaws, you, you, you know, we were going to do that with They Live originally. That was the plan. We came up with this and we were going to do it. And we formed the company, me, Matt, and, and another friend of ours. And um, when, when we did that, our friend just basically went, why don't we just go to the studio and ask? And we were like, don't be stupid. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna go. Oh, it's okay. These guys, we can trust them. They're they're, they're going to do what they need to do and get it right and all that sort of stuff. And we went to the studio. And yes, they were they grilled us. They asked questions. They made sure we knew what we were talking about. They made sure we were locked down on certain elements of it um, to you know to make sure we weren't just doing something ridiculous and sticking a they live branding on it. Um, and and as a result it's been really positive. You know, they, they backed us all the way. I mean, uh, Studio Canal have shared us on Twitter. They took our trailer and posted our trailer on Twitter. You know, you know what I mean? And, and having a major movie studio go, oh yeah, we think this trailer that you've made is good enough to put on Twitter and, and promote it as something we believe. And they did it on Instagram and everything like that. Not just, oh, here's a link to somebody who's working with us. They, they posted it from their own account. It was completely amazing. That's a real vote of confidence. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. And I think it was, uh, there was a time where I met, you know, one of the individuals at the studio and um, uh, the first time we took in the board and he was just absolutely blown away. You know what I mean? He, you know, to see it and 
and, and have it there tangible. He, he was, you know, really impressed. Just, just out of interest, if you'd, if you'd planned for the knockoff They Live clone, what, what were you going to call it? Um, I don't think we had a name, but I will say that we'd, <laughs> we'd taken every major element of the movie and changed it a bit. Um, I think it was, so if anybody wants to steal this, knock yourselves out. I think it was in <laughs> 1960s London rather than in America. <laughs> and um, there, there was just all sorts of things, but it didn't have the charm. That's the problem. They Live is so infinitely quotable. Every, yeah. Everybody's mm. just on it. And and it just didn't have that that thing <laughs> that, that, that They Live has. You mentioned the trailer, and it's a really impressive trailer when you watch it. How did you come up with that? Um, we were sat around a table, and we... Store, we well, ba- basically, we... <laughs> Through the development of this game, even to, so to go a bit before the trailer, through the development of the game, I think we'd watched that movie every day that we were working. So it's, it's to the point where I can tell you weird things. Like the reason we've not used the term aliens in the game, for example, is that they're not necessarily aliens. If you listen to the speech at the mm. end, the guy's the guy talks about it being interdimensional and that interdimensional control. And he's, you know, when he's in the, um, in the, in the, the big sort of gala ball at the end. Um, so it's not really clear. So we changed the name to Invaders, and it's little things like that where, that we've sort of lived and breathed because we've just had it in you know in his head constantly. And when yeah. it came to the trailer and, and the design of it, it was you know what we want to go movie trailer. We want to go eighties because everything that we, we we want we want it to feel like the movie, even though it is a late eighties movie. It feels a lot earlier than that. And um, and so we wanted to go really narrative. We wanted to go you know sort of deep voice. We want and. And basically to show it off and also use some of the tongue-in-cheek elements. So, like, there's a bit in the trailer where it, where it cuts to, um, where it cuts to, like, an advert halfway through, which mm. we thought, which I can't tell you how careful we had to be on that because there's all sorts of rules around subliminal messaging. <laughs> so there was <laughs> so many things we had to do to make sure we could greenlight that, like how many times the thing could flash and all sorts of stuff like yeah. that that you just don't think about. Um so, but literally, we sat down and we took speeches from the film and looked at them and took lines and things like that. So, there's like the world needs a wake up call and we're phoning it in, which in our trailer sounds like this really, really badass. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. And if you go and listen to like Gil- uh, Gilbert's speech in the movie, he actually sounds really downtrodden. <laughs> it's like the same speech, and it, I mean, that speech starts off like. We're going to go to work and do as we're told, and then when it's time, we'll 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 go and do. It. <laughs> you know, it's like completely the opposite. And we just actionified all the lines to make it as punchy and as as cool as we can. And, and, and as well, it was about showing off the glasses tech in a way that made yes. sense, rather than just going, "Here's some glasses. We hope they work." It was about you could very quickly tell from that trailer without doing a 20 minute gameplay tutorial of this, 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 this. This is what it. This is what it is, and how it works. Oh, awesome, awesome. It is, it is a fantastic thing to watch. I recommend anybody who's listening, we'll stick the link in the the show notes for this, but definitely go and have a look because it's stunning. Yeah. Well, thank you. I will, I will give that. I have to give absolute props to the writers and the the artists and everybody involved because it, it's been a labour of love. That that thing was insane put together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, because obviously you mentioned it a couple of times already, and they're an iconic part of the movie, but the glasses, obviously, it feels like you had to have it as an integral part. How long have you spent just working on that piece, and how has it been getting through that process? I, I, can't, I can't begin to tell you how much of an absolute 
random event created those glasses. Um, <laughs> so <Really? laughs> we, uh, yeah, honestly. So, right. Um, we were looking at UV originally, um, sort of UV yeah. light and all sorts of things like that. We looked at overlays um, with things that you put over something, which is which was a doable thing, similar to the old 3D with the red blue. But obviously, you don't get that cool effect of putting a pair of sunglasses on. Um, we, 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 there was all sorts of things that we looked at, and and it was also there was lots of questions around how long will ink last and will it work long term and stuff like that. Because mm. for me, a big thing about a board game is I want to play it in twenty years as well. I don't yeah. want to play it in, you know, it's why it's, it's exactly why that this wasn't an app game. And, and we were very adamant that it was never going to be an app game. Cause what people don't realize is when app games are fine now, but you're only allowed with an IP to continue to update it for so long before you're not allowed to touch it anymore. And you hand the license back. So mm. if you did it as an app game, um, there'll come a point where your phones are all updated. The old version doesn't work anymore. I mean, try and use, try and play infinity blade one on your iPhone. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, those things just don't, they're just not available anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, and, and so as a result, we'd have never been able to update that game and it just ceased to work in a few years time. And, and we were dead against that. And so random story is I was assisting somebody with some development on, um, an action figure in China and we were in a sunglasses shop and there was a thing on the wall. And he was like, oh, the guy was showing me, oh, these sunglasses, they work with this thing on the wall for the opticians, you know, to show how your eyes work. And, I, yeah. and we were like, I was like, oh my God, this, this is they live. This, <laughs> this weird opticians thing on a wall with a picture of an Eiffel Tower on it is they live. Um, and I bought it off the wall and then <laughs> down the manufacturer. <laughs> and, and it's been, and, and that's literally how it came about. And, and, I mean, I have to say every part of it, I mean, this was done before we went and, and went for the whole process of getting the license and everything like that. When we took it to them, we were like, here's the real technology. And, and there's a yeah. little YouTube video we have of it, of it running live as well, which, you know, I, I can give you the link to and you can pop in the description for anybody. Um, but the fact, the fact is the, the technology is, the polarization technology is so awesome that it, it's to do with light bending. Right. This is my limited understanding of it. Mm. Um, it, it so scientists will, Correct me, I'm quite sure. But um, it's to do with where it blocks light and where it doesn't allow light to pass through. So basically the plastic's done in a different way. And, yeah. the, um, and, so, and so it means that even with a camera lens, you can see the technology working. It's not something like, oh, we promise it works like this. It, no, it literally does. You can put a camera to, through the glasses and through the tech and you can see it working. And you can see it. Does this potentially mean it could be played by anybody wearing polarised lenses? Um, yeah, I will say we've, it's not, I mean, you, you've got that element. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say that we've used very specific stuff for this game. Um, in particular one, particularly the, you know, sort of the design for the glasses themselves, you know, to get them as close to the movie as possible. Um, but also the other thing is we've used three different methods of polarization for the cards. Oh, wow. So it, it so it's hard to, hard to explain There's There's one version of it that works for the billboards there's one version of it that works for the item cards and there's another version that works for, for the overlay and they all work differently so if you were going to do right. that you need to make sure whatever you're using matches that matches up that because for example if you test one pair of polarization glasses with a thing it may show you the the colors the opposite way around because it oh, okay. it's, it's light frequency so yeah. so it might be then that you can own yes you can do that but you have to play the whole game upside down 
to be able to see it from that angle or at a 90 degree angle. And that might work for some people, which is great. Um, but for us, it's been about it being consistent with the product that we're using. And that, that's been important for us. Uh, so just thinking about the, the game itself, um, yeah. are there any other games that you've taken inspiration from to actually get the, the gameplay style or even how some of the actual counters work and, and things like that? Is it, have you taken any inspiration from any other popular board games out there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think if anybody ever says that they haven't taken inspiration from other th- other other mediums, will stop there telling fibs. You know, I mean, everything's inspired by something else. I mean, we're literally a licensed IP. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of um, things like uh, Zombicide, and yeah. which is city based. And I like the movement and the way that that works, and the way that you can use actions for different things. There is elements of that. Um, Matt who's the co-creator is very Warhammer. So he's very much the, the dice rolling element is, is obviously dice rollings in every game, but he's made sure the maths works because that's just how his head works. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where he goes, oh, I'm not good at that because it's, I've not got this percentage chance of rolling it. I'm like, what? Just roll the dice, man. <laughs> you know, that, that's how that's <laughs> So that's cool. Um, I will say there is there is definitely elements of like D&D in there because there's a level up system where things be a character. And as a result, you might get a bump to the head or an injury and that might lower your intelligence or your communication skills because you've got concussion. There's all sorts of things like that. Um, I think one of the big things for me, though, um, is Werewolf, if you've ever played that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously the, the way that this game works is well, the way that the core game works, the four to six player side of it, not the one to three player side of it, is that there's a hidden alien playing in the group. So right at the beginning, you all use your glasses, you look down and you see who's, you know, you see yourself if you're an alien or not. Yep. And right. so, so you know you're an alien, but not everybody else does, which means you can cast all sorts of expressions on everybody else and get them to believe different things, which is great. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, so it's like in Werewolf where you're like, oh, I know I'm the, I know I'm the werewolf. Um, so you're the werewolf because I'm the villager. It's that sort of sort of attitude because you're an alien. Yep. Um, now that has been really important and, and making that sort of a core of the game, which is why we wanted sort of the PvP element in there. I would say the weirdest inspiration out of all of it, though, is um, do you remember choose your own adventure books? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So each character has their own story deck, oh, okay. and basically the way that that yeah yeah it's really cool. So um, the back of it. Um, tells you which location to go to in the city and this deck's like shuffled up and you've got about 10 or 11 cards and what then happens you have to complete four of them to complete your story so chances are your first time through you're probably not going to see all those cards um, which gives you an incentive to play each character and to play each character multiple times to see all the stories and so exactly so certain characters like nada you know um, roddy piper's character Mm. is um the, the timeline we're sort of setting is the point after they've had the fight and him and Keith, uh, Keith, David, Frank, um, that they know. And so it's like after the hotel, which means we can reference everything that's happened before. And we can, you know, sort of have him on the run and little stories where people might recognize him and stuff like that between the, the assault at the end, which is great because we've got those two characters, but they live hasn't got an awful lot of characters. Yes. And we, we looked at how, and then this was a big chat with the studio to make sure we were allowed to do this and that it wasn't just as making up random. We didn't want to just try and expand certain people who like, oh, that guy with the glasses in the background, he's now a character. You know, it was, it was <laughs> about, it was about expanding something to make it, to make it 
will, world building for us. So there's a, a real throwaway line in the movie where they talk about um, robberies going off in San Al Salmo. It's a real throwaway line when they're on the campsite. And, oh, this sort of stuff, this hacking and all that stuff, it's related to this, this thing going off in San El Salmo. So in our character, um, there's a lady who's on the box who is like an ex-resistance cell leader from San El Salmo. And her like, whole, whole team's dead. And she's come here to find help. And so, we, so this one throwaway line means we can tell a story that's happening adjacent to the whole movie. And okay. it gives us some cool things that are happening, but it, it's it, without trampling over the existing story in the movie. Because one of the things that we didn't want to do was go, it was go, yeah, we're going to change this movie <laughs> because it's classic, and you don't want to upset mm. people by doing that. So yeah. by adding extra people to that world, and then that point in the movie where they all meet at the resistance hideout, you can say up to that point they could be in that crowd. That's fine. It's it's possible, you know, and. And um, there's a really cool one, one of my favourite stories in the in the thing. And I'm trying not to spoil for people, but <laughs> we have a de- we have a detective who's like this this old gruff detective guy, and um, he's hunting a serial killer that's killing aliens, and he finds out that you know that it's only killing the rich, and there's a cool side story with him finding out about that, finding out about this underground resistance movement, and there's lots of really cool that which i which i adore um so so yeah the the whole choose your own adventure thing has been really a massive influence to us because it means do i go and do the mission and pick up those things and go to these locations or do i explore my character's story and level him up because both of those things are going to be useful for the end but it also there's that narrative pull but there's also a um if you're playing as an invader you could say, look, I'm not going to come and help the group and do this thing you all want to do because I need to level up my character, so I'm off to do my personal story. But in reality, you're trying to level yourself up so you can have them in the fight. <laughs> you know? Okay, and that, right. that. So, so it gives you an excuse not to, to go off and do your own thing. So, you, so you're not implicating yourself by not going along with the group. And it also means that you can experience something different each time as well. Yeah, no, no, it sounds really good. I, I really enjoy the... Um, the hidden like spy kind of games if you like there's quite a few out there where there's there's someone else in the party and you're not sure if they're you know the bad guy or if they're infected or or something like that so I I presume you've played other games with a similar mechanic and you just enjoy that I know they're not always to everyone's cup of tea but Absolutely. Um, resistance yeah. is another good example of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And I, yes, I get that they're not everybody's cup of tea. Um, I think the way that, that our game works, the one thing that was really important to us, because my partner, it's not her cup of tea, to put it quite frank. Um, she doesn't like when she feels she's the baddie or even worse. Sometimes you can end off being the villain on your first go of that game. You've never played a board game before. You've gone to your first board game day and you're responsible for being the bad guy. And that's a hell of a yeah. lot of pressure to put on somebody. Yeah. Um, from, I, I remember, oh God, it was years ago. Um, I think I played Battlestar Galactica and it was literally my first yep. board game day or one of my first board game days at this particular group's house. I'd never played this game. And it was like, first card was, you're a Cylon. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so, so one of the one of the things for us was was very much about because you're playing as this resistant uh, as this um, invader who can unveil themselves at any time. You don't have to unveil yourself to the last turn of the game if you don't want to. You wait for that opportune moment, which means you can play along with what people are doing 
and still follow the instructions and still understand what you're going to be doing. You haven't got this completely opposite set of actions that you need to do. Right. Okay. That that's, that sounds really good because I've got a, a friend that I play with sometimes and he's got the worst poker face ever. <laughs> um, so when we play these kind of games where one of you is like a spy or like you say that the Cylon in uh, Battlestar Galactica he's horrendous at it and we just don't play those games with him anymore because he's so bad at yeah. hiding it <laughs> um, but it's, so it's nice that you've added extra bits in to encourage people that don't necessarily like those type of games to still be involved yeah I mean, there's also the one to three player mode which has a different slant on it now I'll be okay. quite frank we were going to release this as a separate thing um, that was going to take some. That was going to take some time to develop. We we had the overarching how it was going to work, but so many people asked for it on Kickstarter. We just went, you know what? We're just going to develop it now and go full on into it. We've got most of it together mm. already, so let's just let's just give it to everybody. <laughs> we did yeah. that. Um, the one to three player mode. You can't play a, a hidden enemy game as one person, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not the enemy. I win. Uh, you know that's how long that would last. Um, or two of you. You're the enemy because I know I'm not. It doesn't work. So what we created was a thing called blind play mode, where essentially you don't look at your characters at the beginning and you play cooperatively, each controlling the characters. So um, what, then, what then happens is at certain points in the game, you might go, oh, we need to check these characters before we go to the ending. And if you check your characters and one of your characters is a bad guy, a, a boss deck will take over the control of that character and the players then draw another character to play from and then they've got a new, then they've got the bad guys hunting them down so it takes that out of the hands for smaller groups um you know which which was very important because because like you said bluffing games especially with smaller groups or with certain groups of people don't necessarily work yeah yeah, yeah. what's the reaction from the community being like then and and you know i see have you done you've done some plain testing with it what what is, what's people's response been People's response has been great. I mean, like I remember when we've we've the first time we show people the glasses, they think it's a trick. They think it's like some sort of sleight sleight of hand, or you know, I've had other grown adults like, "Can I hold that card?" and then lifting the glasses up and everything like that, which has been great. <laughs> um, the art thing's been really a really big pull with people. They've been really excited by how that works and and just engaged by all the all the story and everything. Somebody said this could be a TV series, which I think was one of the best sort of accolades we could kind of take from that. So so I really did enjoy that. Um, I'll say that the Kickstart community has also been awesome. Um, I I don't think, and, and this is, I mean, I may be wrong, but I don't think I've seen a Kickstarter with a comment having that many quotes from a movie in it <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah. if, you just, yeah. if you just tear through our comments, all you're going to see is as many variants of the term, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> I've, I, I've never there's ones i never even thought of I, you know i'm here to I'm, i think what was it i'm here to with play board games and kick ass and i'm all out of board games so i'll buy this <laughs> you know, i was one of them i was like i was like props well, well done you know and and that, that's the big thing it's this the community is really engaged and invested but at the same time that means we've got to be so careful with that source material because if you upset people with that it's going to be a nightmare uh big, yeah because because it's so loved and and that's something we i remember having one person right at the beginning that said don't make this game like literally messaged us when they found out they were making it went don't make this this game this <laughs> movie's perfect leave it alone and and that that was that's how careful people are with this with this property but it's nice that you're treating it with that respect though yeah I, it, it's important i'm glad you feel that way it's, it's honest it's the honest answer yeah, yeah i was gonna say it's you can tell that you love the film and that you know it very well 
with what you've got in it and you like you're saying about the hidden bits and little throwaway lines in the film that you've adapted and kind of brought into the game so you can do extra bits with it and and it, it, like, I I recently picked up the Jaws game and I was mm. very very skeptical about it and I'm like how is this even going to work because basically the shark eats people and the guys kill it at the end and it actually works yeah. really well um, and it's a nice little game to play at the minute I only played it with uh, myself and my wife and it's just a nice little game to get out and you can play it and you can tell when someone's put kind of their heart and soul into it to make something work well obviously we've not played this yet but from what we've seen and what we're talking to you you can tell that you've got that similar mentality uh, to go with the game well thank you I, I do appreciate that and it, it just just to, to you know go back over it yes we've watched the film like constantly on a loop um i mean I, i'll get i'll get super nerdy with you and tell you that the um the artists if you look on the kickstarter there's this green chalkboard right yeah. that green chalkboard is a render render copy of a chalkboard that's in on the wall in the scene where the resistance meet up <laughs> oh, yeah. like, the artist was like i'm gonna redraw this from that one scene from scratch like and i remember him getting like the 4k blu-ray copy and blowing it up and going i'm making this now (laughs) (laughs) because he was he was just very insistent on like that was going to be a thing that we were going to use and we use it on one of his tokens as well um for the person who's playing first who's the who's the nominated resistance leader and it's just it's that level it's not just me that love it it's everybody else involved lives and breathes this movie and um (laughs) it's it's just great. Um, I can't quote it to you, but I've heard the term, um, the kick-ass and chew bubblegum line so many times in Portuguese now because a couple of our artists are Brazilian. I can't, I, I can't barely speak English, but you know, um, the, the, the thing with, um, it's just the love and the banter that's, that's, yeah. that's come from this has been such a, such a driving force. And we do really care about it. I mean, the amount of documentaries on this movie, that I've watched. I mean, they, they call Nad, they don't mention Nada's name in the movie, but in the documentaries, they actually hint that his name might be meant to be John Nada. And we went back and forward a hell of a lot deciding if we were even, if we were going to use that name or not. It's little right. things like that, that we wanted to know if we were doing or not. So we ended off not doing it, even though Nada's name only appears in the credits. <laughs> so that's, so the, the movie, the movie is your, is your gospel. If it's, yeah. if it's in there, no matter how, how briefly it's canon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And we can play with that. The, the only exception we've had to make out of anything is that obviously you can win the game. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you don't all necessarily die at the end. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, there, there's certain concessions that we've, that we've had to make um, with, with that because the game where the Kobayashi Maru, if you want to quote Star Trek, yeah. um, <laughs> the, is, you know, the unwinnable game is, is, might not be a great seller. I'm not an expert on it, but that, that might not be a, might not be a win. Quite, quite so, issue so, board game terms, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, game. exactly. An unwinnable game. But I will say that's um that even goes down to the to the box art of our game, you know, because uh, like Nada's looking up and he's looking up through his glasses and he looks quite happy. And the um the artist said I'm I'm drawing drawing him as if something as if it's gonna be better this time through. <laughs> I'm not going to get shot on a right. roof, <laughs> you know? And that for me was, was great. It just like everything that we've done is, is very much leaned into the source material and, and what we can do with it. Brilliant. And how's the Kickstarter going? I mean, we, we hinted at it earlier. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Insane. I think is the word. 
Um, <laughs> I, I never, I never thought in a million years that it would be. And look, I thought there was a chance because you don't make something, invest years of your life into something that you don't think is gonna gonna work and be positive. But um, it, like you said earlier, it funded in fifteen hours. And on on in the middle of an ap- epidemic with things going off, where people are in uncertain terms with what's going on in life, with other games releasing on the same day that were very big and popular, all of that went off, and enough people went. You know what? We totally love this thing. Fifteen hours, bang, we were done, and it's still going up. And there's lots of cool stretch goals and things that we're adding to add extra quality to it. Because the the whole thing with our funding is it's all about production. It's not about you know, we've got loads of bills to pay now, so we're going to funnel all that into that. It's actually all going into production. So the, the more funding we get, the better quality the end product is going to be. Uh, and and that's, that's what it's all about. What are the stretch goals then? So at the moment, the stretch goals we've announced, um, we've obviously, we lowered the goal for the um, one, to two, uh, one to three player mode, which we funded. Um, Holly yeah. as a playable character, um, because originally she's just played as, as an ally character that you can use as a separate card because obviously she's not exactly the nicest person in the movie. Um, but now we've, we've, she's been greenlit as a, as a character. Um, Gilbert, the guy who can get you anything as um, is probably going to fund quite soon as the next character um, because we're on 52,000 as we speak, 52,903 to be exact. It says in front of me. Um, and I, when we hit 55, Gilbert goes live. Um, one of the people nice. in the community Suggested because we were originally going to use little square tokens with a standee with the same character art that was on the character cards. And um, somebody in the community went, Look, I know you're not doing miniatures uh, because there's a whole licensing thing over that, which I'm not going to bore you with. But we're not going to get into miniatures. Um, We're not doing that with this game. Um, But he was like, You know what? Standees would be really good. Like player card standees full length. And I remember going back to the artist and saying, Look, guys, this guy said this. What do you think? And and after some, I'm going to have to draw all this stuff and <laughs> all this extra stuff. You know, put legs on. The, the nice, the nice thing. It's, it's, do you know what? It's so much more than that because our artists actually paint the stuff. Yeah, it's like it's digital oh. painting, but it's it's not a matter of just photoshopping something. Um, our our artist who does the main painting, Hugo, is absolutely amazing. I, I, you know, you know, if I ever have a big picture of myself on like a, on a board meeting room, he's doing my picture because he's fabulous. He's <laughs> <laughs> one of those guys. Um, but you know, after going back and him going, oh, I'm gonna have to do this, and then an hour later, he came back and went, "There we go. There's the first one. I'm gonna make it better than that." And so that that be- literally off feedback from the community, we put that through as a stretch goal. Um, so we're gonna go back and revisit all the art. And basically upgrade it and make standees for every character and every stretch goal that we do that has a new character in it. So, so it's about improving that quality. That that's then that's where um, you know where it comes back to the funding going into the game, not the funding going into people's pockets. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, the other stretch goals we've got. I'm trying to talk about stuff without ruining stuff because people like the surprise. Um, <laughs> I will say I will say there are other characters that we've come up with which have some really cool concepts that are you know a little bit out there, which is why they're stretch goal characters. Um, and I will say there is a couple of characters from the movie who we've written, should we say, alternative plots for. So, like oh. we've talked about that choose your adventure story, oh, adventure story, and then there's this version of the story that's really faithful to the movie, and then there's the. What if we just went ridiculous 80s action movie? 
and that completely alternative thing exists. But the reason that was a stretch was purely because um, we didn't want to confuse the narrative between those two characters. You know, because if you only buy the core game, you want the truth, you know, narrative they live story that fits all the, you know, sort of the, you know, it fits the movie tonally. Yeah. Um, But look, if we're going to get to a stretch goal and we want to put something a bit silly in there, Backing through Kickstarter gives you the opportunity to have a little bit of fun with it. And and so we can put that in as an extra and, and people have that incentive. And if they enjoy it and it's ridiculous and it's fun, great. That's what we're doing it for. So I'm trying not to spoil what those characters are, but there's some really fun versions of that. Cool. That sounds awesome. <laughs> one sort of final thing, obviously given you've, you've put an awful lot of time into this, but what's the one thing you're most looking forward to when it finally releases? Um, that's a really good question because, um, to be honest, I've been living on social media and on phone calls for that much of, of trying to, you know, this launch. It's something you don't always think about ahead of time. I think for me, it's going to be the buzz that I get when somebody messages me and goes, I really enjoyed this game. And I know that sounds really corny, <laughs> but um, I, wor- I worked in, in education before. And when you help somebody get a job or you help them learn how to do something and then they come back and go, oh, yeah, you know, you told me how to do this, you know, interview. Um, I did it in an interview and now I've got a job. Thanks. You know, you got a little bit of a buzz from that. And to to create something from from nothing, from something quite beloved and then to see people come back and go, I've you know, here we go. I've got this is going to be is going to be a big thing. I I mean, I've got there's certain parts of this development process that when I've held things physically or used something for the first time that I've got quite emotional about. It's, you know, it's it's one of those things almost like it's almost like, you know, and I'm a dad myself and it's almost one of those things where you go. I've created this. Yeah. And it exists. <laughs> I, there is a there is a second child sort of motif about this game for me. Um, so, it, so it's been a very long process, but it, it, it's definitely that that re- relief when you're like, oh, all this works, and it just and, and and the comments that are coming back at the moment give me that same sort of hit. As you know, um, for example, the, there's a comment recently that came back about the rule book being like really deep and seeing it on the forums where oh, I love this section. I love the name of this. Um, the, the, there's people who like we've done a there's a phase in the game called the propaganda phase so yeah. at the end of each turn the game gets to have a turn against you and rather than just going oh and this happens the card is done as a fake news broadcast hmm. <laughs> and it's like all the spin of I'm not going to name any particular news companies that may do this because I don't get in trouble but uh, it's, uh. it's, it's all, all the ridiculous spin that you might get from a from a media outlet um, is you know is is in that, and then and then you have the situations where it impacts you. So it, it might be like I don't know. Oh, um, the there's a there's a um, a drive to um, get homeless people off the streets, and we're rehousing everybody and whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. as a result. It spawned some extra enemies, and now you can't rest because you'll be classed as a homeless person, oh and and then you'll be attacked. <laughs> so you know, because obviously the film's about living in homeless camps, and the, you know, there's the big riot at the beginning, and everything like that. So that's just one of the one of the examples where you can't restore your life because this card's in play because they're rejuvenating the area. So what do you do? And, yeah. and it's about pushing people to those limits. Which, so so for me. Um, the the buzz of getting to see people looking at the cards and looking at the rule book and going, wow, I love this phase or how it works or the way it's worded is really exciting. That's the most rewarding thing for yeah. me. 
Oh, and, good. And you've actually you've actually posted the the kind of beta version of the rule book on yeah. the Kickstarter as well. And I I think there's been having had a look at the comments myself. There's quite a lot of engagement with yeah. the people in the Kickstarter community um, in terms of how they're interpreting the rules and and lots of questions back and forth. Uh, I mean, they seem to also be really appreciating the amount of engagement that they have with uh, with you guys on there. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I mean, I'll be honest, it's really difficult because we're a very small team. Um, the you know, it's it's mostly between three of us that answer most of the questions. Um, so you know, I'm having lovely four o'clock in the mornings from and starting at seven in the morning, you know, to try and get things answered for everybody, which is great. Um, I will say that we're also updating that rulebook. So in a few days, there's going to be another version of that rulebook where we've taken some of the insights from the community. And some things where people have said, oh, I think it should be a bit clearer here. And it's not broken the rules or anything. Right. So as a result, we've added that in. Um, there was one fella who um, mentioned that he'd like the um, the little diagrams that we have to be bigger. So we're going to make them bigger and give them more space. It's, it's very much about that. Um, because at the end of the day, these people are investing their money in this project existing. So it's about us moving. There are certain things we can't do. I can't click my fingers and go, miniatures are going to be in it. it, it that's not a thing I can do. Um, the, and, and there's certain things that are in the rules that are very core and very designed. Um, yeah. But there is, if, there, if there's a slight tweak that we can make that means that more of the community are A, invested in it, and B, actually engage with the game and understand it a lot clearer, then that's our responsibility to do. Yeah, that's that's really good to hear because there's several games that I've played where you get the first edition or if it's uh, especially a, a war game, tabletop war game, it, um, it there's so many editions of the rules that come out because there's either spelling mistakes or the way that the creator typed it out and the way it comes out in his head or, or her head um, is different to how you read it. So it's nice that although some of it, I, I could presume you'll go, well, you'll have to play the game and find out for yourself. Whereas uh, with other bits, they can go, oh yeah, I didn't realise you could interpret it that way. So it's nice that you kind of ironing those bits out before you go to print with it and stuff. Yeah. And, and to be quite frank, we plan to, um, we're, we're actually looking at printing the rule book separate to the actual game. And I'm getting to the logistics of how this works, and most people won't be interested. But the reason <laughs> that is, it means that we can we can continue to update that rulebook to make sure everything is squeaky clean right up until the last minute. Yeah, yeah. To make sure that you know everything's ironed out, that people are happy with it, and we're going to leave the link live to the beta rulebook on our website and continue to. So even after Kickstarter's gone, we can still put comments on the Kickstarter. Um, but we can also we'll also update our social feeds to say the rule book's now been updated. This has now been put in, et cetera, et cetera. So so people can then <laughs> see it. Um, I, I mean, there's also a backing option as well um, where people can get their name in the credits in the rule book. Yeah. So um, at some point, people are going to want to see themselves in it. So <laughs> you know, we're definitely going to have to keep updating <laughs> that for people to people to um, be aware. Yeah, there's also a six thousand pound backing option where yes, you there can is. basically be in the game. <laughs> Yeah, um, that I'll be honest. It was it was that that on there. If somebody buys that, great. Um, it's one of, it's one of those things where we felt that if we didn't offer it, um, somebody's going to go. Well, I want to be in the game, and that's fine. But you you I've got to get somebody to paint you. I've got to get the the entire you know sort of things. Make sure the characters balanced. Make sure it fits. Write an entire story for that person being in the game because obviously every character has a story deck. 
So essentially, we got to write a mini TV series for that character. And it was about like, how much do we invest in that? Because there's yeah. going to be a lot of time, a lot of time. That is something very special. And the other thing is, it's not just for you to be in the character in the game in your copy. It's you're a character in the game for everybody's copy. Yeah. Right. So, so there is an element of confidence. I don't know if I'd want to appear in everybody's copy. That's, you know, it's your call. Um, you know, it's your money at the end of the day, but if you wanted to be in that and, and that is your drive and you desperately want to be that custom character and have a custom plot written for you by our writer and everything like that, that is that option. And, um, if somebody buys it, great. I look forward to the conversation with that person because of, uh, because one of the things that we've promised is the story will be written around who they are as a person as well so like i don't know if you work in a call center or something we'll try and write it around that if that's what you want to include <laughs> in it. you know what i mean like you know we'll have the higher ups being alien you know interdimensional invaders we'll have all that um and, and integrate it as much as you can with you finding your way into the resistance and but whatever we do whatever we base it off will be off who that person is rather than you know because i mean i'll be quite frank i'm a I'm a guy of a slightly bigger stature. And as a result, um, having me as super high combat and athletic may not fit in with what that picture looks like. So, it, so as a result, I want to make sure that whoever it is feels comfortable as well if they are invested in doing that because they love the property so much and want to exist in it. I want to make sure that, that their character fits them and feels like their character because it's still about being truthful to them as well. Yeah, and given given the you know the attention to detail that you've given the rest of the project and the the time and devotion, it it cannot it must be a daunting prospect to to try yeah. and squeeze that in at the eleventh hour. It, it it is it is. We have allowed for it. Uh, we have certain pre ideas for stories for that person that you know it's not about sh just shoveling them and fitting them into a pigeonhole because we don't want to do that. We have ideas of where it can go because. The way I would see it is if you think about video game properties, um, you know how you always play as like the silent protagonist sort of thing and you're finding out mm. what's going on in the world around you. I imagine lots of elements of that will be involved in that person. Um, okay. So that that's quite a lot of the way it's, you know, concept of like you're on the outside and you're, but you're getting into that. Whereas quite a lot of the other characters have had some exposure to what's going on. Brilliant. That's been really comprehensive. Been yeah, like, yeah, really good. It's been really interesting. I am hovering over the buy. Oh, but now but I know it's yeah. on the day one edition. <laughs> on the six gone. grand. Are you, are you hovering over the six grand yeah, buy? Yeah. 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 I yeah. wish I could hover over the six grand one. Yeah. Um, all I'll say is thank you very much for having me on. I, I really do appreciate getting to talk about this because I, I, I've lived and breathed it for that long. It's, it's nice to be able to talk to people in the outside world about it now. You know, that's it. That's a very um, positive thing for us. And, and I just, for every single person that's backed it, thank you. Um, I, the team talks about this constantly, but a lot of people, um, you know, when they hear these thank yous from companies, it just sounds something, oh yeah, thanks for that. You've given us money, great. That That's not it. It's life-changing for us because it's something that, you know, we're, we're as indie as you can be when it comes to a team, you know, it's a small team, you know, it's a very small group of people that have put this together. and and to for us to have the positive impact that this has had with everybody and for the studio to embrace it and everything else like that means the world. So thank yeah. you to everybody who's been involved and thank you for speaking to us today about it. Thank you very much, Andrew. It's been a pleasure to uh, been a pleasure to have you with us, actually. And and like I say, you talk so passionately about it. It's uh, If anyone listens to this and doesn't go out and buy it, then 
They're crazy. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I won't cast aspersions on people being crazy, but I'll, I'll <laughs> please, please go and buy it. It's great. <laughs> Uh, so they live assault on cable 54 is on kickstarter now it is there you can back it up until the things the 30th of april uh yes you can back it up to 30th of april i would totally say get in before that um uh, purely because you'll you'll be able to influence more stretch goals so the, the way i would think about it is if you buy stretch if you if you get in now um, you know, you're, the whole group, you know, as a, as a community is going to amass more stretch goals together, which means you're going to get more with your end game, um, which won't be the copy that goes to retail. Retail will only be getting yep. like the standard copy of the game, whereas all the stretch and all the extra stuff you'll get with with the Kickstarter. And personally, I, I'm really excited to get the white slip case that, um, that just says like consume on the front of it. <laughs> it's the most exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to put that big white box just on my um, on my. Um, board game shelf it's gonna be great so so yeah um, it is up to the 30th but get in soon and there's all sorts of cool t-shirts and dice bags just there's so much cool stuff on there perfect thank you very much thanks again right okay well i think that's i think that's it for this episode yeah 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 it is been, been um, really good really good uh, not only are we going to buy the game i think i'm going to go buy the film as well i can't believe you've <laughs> not bought it already <laughs> Well, I've, I'll be honest, I've been looking at the 4K version and the only one you can buy is about 85 quid. No. So no way. It's two for 30 no. on uh, HMV. It's, I can't find that copy. I'll have to I'll have What, to the have collector's edition? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. You can't get the collector's edition for love no money. You've missed yeah, that boat, man. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I can <laughs> get it for a lot of money. Well, but, yeah. Uh, you know, I might just put it somewhere else instead. There's a chew bubblegum and kick-ass edition sitting here for 56 quid. That might be the one. Uh, no, it's been fantastic. It's been a really good episode of this. Really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Andrew. It's been a pleasure. And we will be back soon talking about the the garbage that we've been playing while we've all been sat at home, not able to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> right. Bye. Bye. Bye.